Well, hello and welcome everybody to the Mad Men Recap. We're coming to you live high top the Brooklyn Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we also have our uh, faithful co-host John in beautiful Columbus, Ohio in his satellite studio. How are you, John? It is beautiful here. Now, John, people like to blame me for things, okay? Okay. Uh, things that are out of my control. Such as? Well, sometimes our, our third host um, has to take a night off, but tonight she doesn't. So take the blame off of my shoulders. We'd like to welcome our very special guest, Kate, back to the studio. Uh, well, thanks, welcome back, guys. Kate. Thanks. I've been drinking a little, but um, I'm feeling better. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, we'll leave that there. We're happy to have you back. Uh, but people have been asking for your fashion commentary, and I think ah. this episode is a perfect one to jump in on for that stuff, everybody. It is episode uh, 11, called The Chinese Wall, John. Um, I don't know what that means, because I'm not educated, but I'm sure we'll figure it out as it goes on, John. Um, as always, we've learned three little things. What did we learn? Three tiny little things. Number one, when Rome falls, all the women get horny. And there's nothing you can do about it, John. It's something about falling buildings and complete disaster. Um, mass hysteria, cats and dogs living together. That women what? love. What? It's true. It's true. All right. If you promise not to run out of the room crying, Don will have relations with you. This is true, John. Try it yourself. Fictional mm. characters. N and uh, number three, I would pay 32 American dollars for an audiobook version of Sterling's Gold. Which is such an awesome title. Oh, my God. Such, was that actually the title on the book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That is, so, that is so effing brilliant. I like the illustration. Oh, the illustration was... Yeah. Uh, man, I want one of those. Can Can anyway. you... Oh, anyway. Uh, well, uh, those three things I did not make up on my own, and neither did John or Kate. Uh, we had those sent in with love by Laura, Ken, Aisha, and... Fictional Mrs. Tilton Katz. <laughs> so we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to say a big uh, thank you... To them for helping us out, John. Yes, that, that, the the lists are fantastic. Indeed, John. Can we get started because we want to get this on the road? It was a uh, it was an altogether uh, miserable, loving, exciting, distressing, sexy, sexy, little unsexy at times episode. That's right, and you know we get to start at the beach. How weird is that? It's not weird at all, John. Uh, but can I say to the kids out there, it's not okay to drive high. Okay. Do you okay. go to the beach out there? Yeah, they were at Jones Beach, actually. There's a, they have concerts out there now. It's out in a, kind of the Long Island area now. But you know, she said that when Peggy uh, got back in the car that she had sand in all kinds of places. And her um, lady friend, what is her name? Joyce. Joyce. Joyce was like, it might not be sand. It's still kind of dirty. Oh. Jones Beach. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, even, yeah. I mean. Even today. Anyway. Even back then. Uh, so they're riding back from the beach together, John, and a special friend jumped, some hike, some hitchhikers, did she say, uh, uh, j jump in the car to join them. Uh, and, and who are these hitchhikers? Well, one has to, happens to be Mr. Overbearing, uh, write you a treatise, Abe. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, happy to see Abe. Oh, you're happy to see yeah, Abe? Okay. I like Abe. Um, Abe uh, tries to turn it around as quickly as possible. He tells Peggy this was not his idea, John. Uh, yeah, which I, I, uh, I kind of believe, because remember, Joyce was responsible the first time. I somehow doubt that. I think he's been planning with Joyce to make this happen. <laughs> I'm no fool, John. Been around the block. I think Peggy gives him that same kind of look, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so he, he makes some statements, kind of almost apologizing for his uh, complete... Um, idiotness, buffoonery, if you will. Yes, buf buf buffoonery, uh, and uh, they 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 drive off. Uh, uh, Peggy, unfortunately, though, has to sit on his lap, John, for the car ride home, and apparently Aww. that is the secret, John. Wah, wah. Um, if you've angered a lady in the past, get into a car where she needs to sit on your lap, and everything will be fine. <laughs> they get back to Peggy's house, and I believe they have um, they do the move, as as you say. This is after he seals the deal by complimenting her Olympic shoulders. Hey, you know what? That's always worked for me, John. <laughs> really? Uh, a little known fact. Uh, <laughs> women love to be told they have uh, Olympic shoulders. Women hate to be told that they have Olympic shoulders. Oh, is, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it worked for him. 
That's all I got to say. Peggy's a different breed. Something worse yeah, for him. I, I'm going to guess Peggy was as high as Joyce. Yeah, uh, indeed, because uh, uh, she is Peggy Olson. She wants to smoke some marijuana. Uh, We then uh, get hit rather early in the in the episode uh, with the bad news about Lucky Strike, and uh, Ken Cosgrove finds out. We get to see his uh, his lady for the first time. uh, His lovely wife Cynthia and her parents. Mm -hmm. Um, He is he was uh, kind of. I don't know. He might have been told on purpose by this guy just so that this guy could brag about getting the account from Sterling Cooper. But uh, he says, I'm sorry for the the death in the family kind of thing, correct? Too soon? He just says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ken needs to find out for what because he's a, he's a working man. And uh, long and short of it, he finds out that Lucky Strike is completely 100% gone, John. Uh, yes. Yes, he does. And so he runs over to the hospital where we see Pete awaiting uh, delivery of his his uh, child. That's true. I mean, last time... Uh, last to- okay, we'll get there. Last time we saw Trudy, uh, she she looked like she was about to pop. Yeah. I mean, seriously, she just looked like a... a she looked like a, 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 a... I don't know why, but in, in that pink thing she was wearing, yeah. she looked like a peep. Oh, <laughs> You know peeps? We do know right? peeps. Right? Does everyone agree yeah. with that? Oh, anyway. they're marshmallowy. yeah. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, so Cosgrove tells Pete the news. Uh, Pete has uh, a, a minor freak out, and they jump in the uh, phone booth to give Don a call because when there's a problem, you call Don, John. Am I right? Actually, they went to call Roger. Well, okay. Well, he didn't pick up. Oh, that's right. He didn't pick up. Would you? Because he had call waiting. Come on, he's just out having nope. a drink. Nope. No one. No one called. I think since he learned that he uh, got dumped by Lucky Strike, he stopped answering his phone Pro- at home all Probably. Yes. Probably. Um, but yeah. So so Don's uh, Don's with Faye, and they're uh, interrupted by this news. He's upset, and so they organize a late night. Uh, this is you know this is a weekend. This is a you know late night weekend uh, meeting to figure this out. And uh, they even get Bert out of bed and get him in his slippers over to the office. He's in his uh, PJs, John. Yeah, well, well, yeah, so you, you wear slippers with PJs. Come on. I'm sorry. And, and they do get Roger in there, and they, they confront him with this. And, and he, I uh, mean, if he hasn't won an Emmy before, he was going for it here. He indeed was, John. Uh, w- w- uh, when in doubt, and if you have any problem in life at all, just make a fake phone call that doesn't sound believable at all. <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. Like one of our uh, one of our readers um, pointed out that you know if if you're somebody watching this and you're under like say 16, do you even know what that what he did by pushing that down? Well, no, I don't think they didn't see him push that down. No, but he, we did as an audience. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying if you if you're a person under 16, you don't know what that even does. Yeah. Right. That's not true. Pete, believe it or not, folks, and I know you don't want to. Uh, people still have home phones. Okay. Oh, but I guess they're all, they're all digital now, though. Yeah. It's all, like, on the phone. But my desk phone still has a thing like that. That's true. Yeah, my desk thing at work still does, too. Mm. All right. Anyway. Moving on. Zap, sorry. Um, either way, we're all freaking out. He fakes the call, and he says he's going to go up there to Raleigh or down there and, uh, and, 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 and work this out. Uh, everybody's like, that's probably the best thing to do. Uh, he decides, you know, everyone decides he can just go on his own. And... Uh, well, we're all together, accounts. freaked out. We go. Uh, Don goes back home. Uh, Faye's asleep on the couch, and uh, <clears throat> he kind of tells her the news, and she's, you know, she's comforting. She's supportive. She is. Although she she almost she jumps a little farther than he wants to. She's like, "You're the most hireable guy out here." He's like, "No, no, we're not. We're not talking that way." Well, we're not done yet. Right. Uh, because I mean, the, uh, Pete has been getting business for him on a uh, semi-constant basis. He pulls in about uh, five million dollars an episode at this point. Well, it's you know I think Ken's doing fine too. Well, Ken brought Mountain Dew and whatnot. And yeah, he's probably doing okay. I mean, right? He is you know personable. Indeed. But still, this is a huge blow. You know, sixty plus percent gone. Indeed. Uh, then we we get Pete back at the hospital, uh, and he's uh, he's telling his dad, his his father in law, what happened. And uh, you know, you know what I've realized is is is, is the, the actor that plays the father on this show the same guy that played Clarissa's 
father on Clarissa Explains It All on Nickelodeon during the late 80s? Oh, that'd be a good one to ask IMDb. Ooh, I, don't I think know. it would be. Anyway. He's familiar. He, he's from somewhere else. I recognize him. But... Yep, I know him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he tells his dad. And his dad also goes straight to, uh, well, you know, you can always go work for uh, for what's his guts. What's that what guy's name it? that we Cha. hate? Cha. Cha. Spelled with like 12 letters. But uh, <laughs> but he's actually a little more uh, aggressive about it. He's like, look, this, this probably wasn't going to work from the beginning. You know, there is no, there's no honor in going down with the ship. Like they yeah. could make you partner, get out. I mean, he's very like, move on. Yeah. Oh, and, geez, uh, what an awkward situation. Family yeah, and business they, just doesn't go together, does it? It certainly doesn't. Certainly not. Well, Pete tells him to, you know, take a hike, and uh, I think, uh, I think he doesn't quite understand how much he has invested. You know. Uh, himself in, in in this job so well no i think i think he does i just don't think he's gonna it's gonna work he doesn't think it's gonna work sure it is john let's have a little come on energy yeah All right. anyway uh we then flash to uh peggy olsen uh in her uh manhattan apartment which kate and i both noticed is like a cosmic wreck john yeah how so did you see there's just shit everywhere that's like, like what he says when they come in at night he's oh, like my he? god you're a slob Oh, it's, 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 it's unconscionable. <laughs> it's out of control. I mean, there is not one part of that room that doesn't have crap on it. You can still see the mirror. Correct me if I'm wrong, but on the mirror, is that the Hermes scarf that uh, Duck the Drunk <laughs> gave her? Could, could very well be. Straight from the pond. Could very well be. <laughs> Indeed, John. Uh, we have kind of an, uh, an, a bit of an awkward yet sweet moment here where um, Abe is uh, nervously trying to leave. Um, Peggy's been around the pond a few times, so she uh, she's okay with that. If he's got to leave, she understands how things go. She would prefer that he didn't. And they kind of uh, figure that out together that really neither of them wants to go. And Peggy pulls out the whole, I'm not going to let you leave line, uh, which I think... That was only slightly worse than his, I, I don't have a usual thing line. How is that worse than I don't have a usual thing line? You think because she bought that? Can we can we just agree that they both have bad lines? Can we just say that? No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. T- you know why? You know why, Kate? Because uh, lately, uh, in the emails and the Facebooks and the whatnot and the hey hey, the listeners have been agreeing with me, John. I think you've seen this phenomenon, and I'm sure you're very worried well, it's about it. It's time to turn that around. No, it's time to keep it going. <laughs> it's time to keep this on track. Peggy's line is creepier. His line was actually very nice. He's saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't sleep, I don't sleep with every girl in town." And she bought it. I bought it. I did not buy it. <laughs> you didn't buy it. No. Look at him. He's cutie. He gets around. I think John has a question. You don't, John. Do you have something you need to tell? <laughs> do I have something? I I just told you. Yeah, you do. He indeed. gets around. Fair enough. Fair enough, John. Uh, moving on. Uh, we get. Uh, we get, we get a, a phone call. call from Roger. We do get a phone call from Roger. We, we see him in his hotel room um, with the phone and a suitcase. He has not gone to Raleigh, as um, all the uh, viewers know. Uh, he learned about this long ago. So he is literally just putting on this charade um, for everybody back at the office. i got to say, I really thought he was going to get busted. I thought so, too. No, I knew he wasn't going to. I think it's one of those things where the news is so big that your mind just doesn't even go to the possibility that he would be yeah. putting something on, you know? Yeah. But he's not. It's not like it's not happening. It's yeah, just... it's just that he didn't go to fix it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he calls up Bert. He makes, you know, he says there's just no way. He tells him they want to consolidate the business, save money, blah, blah, blah. Um, he even says that he's uh, making a, a free call from the secretary's desk. So uh, he'd like to get going. Yeah, and, and this this causes an unholy tailspin around the uh, around the Sterling Cooper John, and it's funny because I've actually I've actually been in this situation a, a little bit. Really? Yes, yes I've been I've been in this meeting where they have uh, everybody uh, from the firm kind of. Uh, usually, you do it in the conference room. Yeah. Uh, this was at the last job I have. Yeah, but um, we, you know, you'd all go into the conference room. You're all trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and then they always come in and say, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> We're, you know, nothing's wrong. We're totally, you know, 
totally doing fine. But is we that where your stomach drops? We did lose. No, it, your stomach drops when they say we did lose our largest account, <laughs> but nothing's going to change. And everybody knows they're all screwed. <laughs> um, and you know it's too bad because you really see what happens when news like that gets out. It really, I think, it really does cause a snowball effect. Yeah. I mean, this isn't this isn't an uh, uh, an uncommon thing that happens. Once you lose your big, like if you lose your big client and you have other clients, they just, they get scared. And they think that, you know, something's really wrong. So, um, so this is a real, this is a very real to life possibility that, that happened here. Um, and even, even how the guys were talking about it here, uh, in, in, in the back of the room, you know, Uh, they, they were saying that Bert had the cancer way off. Um, I don't remember what else they were saying, but uh, I didn't like how Freddie was putting it together. They're like, "Oh, maybe Bert's retiring." It's like, "No champagne." Yeah, oh, maybe maybe Lane quit. It's like they do that with a memo. You know? Yeah, exactly. He knows better. He's been around. He's I mean, around. the news is so bad that we meet Joe, the head of accounting. Like, who the hell is that guy? I noticed that from the twitters. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the show on Sunday, so I was trying to stay away from the twitters. But I did see that one, and I'm like, "Oh, wait, Joey's back." Could we not have gotten the guy a different name? To not well, confuse it, folks like me, it's it's not an uncommon name. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but yes, uh, apparently, if there's any questions, you can go talk to him personally. Although no one knows who he is. So they throw in a, a little little comedic short joke with Danny raising his hand, and no one can see him because he's. Is so it kind. necessary to really pick on the short guys? I don't. Yeah, him especially. Yeah, listen. It's okay to go after him, especially listen. when we get into. So after the bad news is delivered, we go in and it's like a rallying cry to creative. And they sit down, and Danny's the first one to speak. He's like, is this like a, a last hired, last fired thing? Like, just fire him for that. I know. I would have told him to shut up. Right? You're fired, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he just kind of, you know. Again, Don's in a complete tailspin here. He doesn't, he doesn't even have time to get mad and think about that. It's pretty much just like, listen, he needs to let everybody know that they're the Band-Aid that needs to stop the bleeding. You know? Right. Right. Creative can go out there and continue to um, make the clients happy. They can delight the clients. Where a lot of times, you know, uh, Pete, Pete and uh, and Ken, they can talk, but they can't deliver anything necessarily. Right. So it's really up to creative to to try to uh, to try to give uh, give something special to to the client to to reassure them that everything's okay. Right. Yeah. And he, he even says that. He says, like, uh, you know, I think this is the first thing he's first time he said anything like this to Peggy, that he's counting on her. She gets, like, a little little boost out of that. She does. She does indeed. She's already had a few boosts. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey. uh, she does remark that, uh, you know, every time something good happens, something bad happens. Uh, and I don't know if she's referring to Abe as the good. Oh. But wants to, to think. That's true. She did have... Um, uh, un, um, uh, she, she's living in sing. Yeah, she's she's having unholy intercourse. Apparently, John. <laughs> yes, we, yes. Thank you. So we we we, we move out of here, and uh, we see um, Roger giving uh, the lovely Joan a call. Like, yeah, come see me. She's like, no, I'm not coming to Raleigh. And then we find out, or she finds out. What we find out, she finds out. I think she just finds out. We already knew, John. Well, we you know, know she, she I've got to say, I've got to say, I miss, I almost miss the old Joan. Her character has changed so much in this season. She has lost all the, like, not all the, but she, I feel like she's just lost a lot of the cool confidence and just badassness that she had back at Sterling well, Cooper. How so? She looks sad all the time now. Like, she really can read it on her face. Her husband's a nom. I realize this, but it doesn't make she has me no miss. Friends. Right? I realize things are not so awesome, but I, that's what I miss. I feel like when she was the other office, she had like girl, you know, there were girls around and she was more social and. Gawk of the walk kind of deal. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but she's not she's so happy when she finds out. Kind of in her own little office and, and whatever. But yeah. Well, and well, because I think she, she definitely, uh, like Pete, you know, has moved up in the. In, in the uh, office social and she's higher up in a way so she hears these kind of things and they upset her more than than they used to before 
you know, she was just the head um, secretary. She wasn't even necessarily in on this kind of stuff. She's got more to worry about is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And more responsibility brings sadness, John. But I think she's still appropriately upset with him. Oh, totally. I, why did he tell... I mean, he shouldn't have even told her. He could have just... You know, he probably would have had better luck if to get her over to the hotel if he hadn't told her. Yeah. But she is his confidante. Well, and... We know he's not telling Jane anything. No, no. Jane is too stupid to comprehend it, even if he did, John. All right. He'd be like, hey, we lost Lucky Strike. And she'd be like, marshmallows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, we then flash back to uh, the creative room where they're talking about uh, the Playtex gloves. And, we, uh, we have a new, a new pipe smoker. They have specifically replaced Kinsey just for you. You know, they, I, I feel as if Matt's listening. And thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, the little guy is nowhere near as just off-putting as Kinsey was. I mean, really? just the other day I was thinking about, He's man, close. I hate Kinsey. He's close. I, he hasn't seen him in a year, and I still hate him. Uh, he he is truly he is truly the douche. Um, anyway, as Peggy is describing these gloves, um, she has their full attention. She's being very erotic, as they say, John. Yes, very descriptive. This is her job. She's in advertising. I realize this, John, but she's taking it to a new level because she herself has been um, been um, you know doing the business, doing the move. Well, I definitely like this guy better than uh, who was that? The guy she was dating? Doc? No, no, no. Oh, no, the little the little turd. Yeah. What was the turd's name, John? Oh, you got me. Ah, uh, yes. It's been too long. Yes, yes. Yeah, but his, his, uh, his yeah. What was it Mike? Mark. It was Mark. Mark. It was Mark. Oh, ho, ho. eat it. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, we, we, then, uh, we then get a delivery. A delivery for uh, Miss Olsen. Could I, um, could I get you to come? Uh, you got to sign the COD. My purse is in my office, and uh, I think he signed more than a COD, John, if you know what I mean. No, yeah, he delivered the package. <laughs> oh, my God, you've been waiting all day on that one, haven't you? No, that was, that that was, was just that right was, there. That was off the cuff. That was off the cuff. Well, it was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but this is, uh, this did not go unnoticed by Stan. Um, this He's got is his where, eyes everywhere. That's Stan. It, he is perceptive. When um, when he sees them walk away together, is where we get the line, the line that when Rome fell, all the ladies, they get horny. The ship's going, <laughs> this might be your last chance, John. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Yeah, that, that was, and it's so funny because uh, you can tell, like, Danny is like, oh, I got a chance. Danny has a chance with nothing. No. Danny but wouldn't not- have a chance with a rabbit. <laughs> and I've heard that they'll... We then move into the conference room where they're kind of, uh, they've set up a little war room uh, to, to try to uh, make sure that all the clients are being tended to. They want to they wanna deliver this information themselves. And then John will get a call from the guys over at Glowcoat. Yeah, Al, Al has some bad news. Those sons of bitches, John. Uh, well, isn't this what you just said happens, though? No, it does. But this doesn't make it them not sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you know, he calls and he very much just is like, uh, oh yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, coincidentally today, uh, you know, we're going to have to just let you go and I'm sorry. Don struggles here. He is, he is How could afraid you not, of this. Though? He gets a little surly on the phone. He gets real, real upset. Uh, no, it would be tough to keep your calm. It really would. You're going to, you really feel like you're getting desperate here at this point. And he does. He even brings up that he won a Clio. Which, let's be honest, no one cares about the Cleos. Are you, you kidding? Do you care about the Cleos, John? That's a big deal. Is it a big deal? I mean, I'm not. I'm not in the advertising biz, well, as you it were. Know but more than anybody. That's I mean, a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't care about it. Hmm. You've never heard about it before. Did I say I'd never heard about it? I didn't need you to say it. Oh. How do you know what I know? You don't know what I know. <laughs> Moving on. This is going to get ugly, so I'm moving on. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, Don comes back from that call uh, after slamming down the phone and breaking his Cleo to uh, to yet again blame Pete. John, why are we always putting all the blame on poor Pete Rapey Campbell? 
Well, unfortunately, in this case, Pete had just talked to this guy he like had four just hours to ago. This guy. And uh, and then when the meeting started, he was asleep. And then when Don walks back in the room from the phone call, they're talking about the delivery and how there's a little hang-up. So Don's like, look, you are nowhere, your head is nowhere near this work. He's having a baby, John. He is. I'm, He's I, having a baby. I, I don't disagree. People have lives. Not not in the world of Don Draper. <laughs> mm, I don't think in the world of New York, there are no lives. I'm just surprised that, I mean, I know they, you know, they lost his account, but... You know, after Pete looked into that whole thing for him with the, uh, yeah, you know, like, the with the, the government thing. cancellation, it's partly Don's fault uh, that they're missing about four four, four million yeah uh, right bones. But he comes back in the later scenes, you'll see, and uh, Don Don stands up for Pete and says something like, uh, "Well, Pete would never let this happen." Right, that's true. When so. they uh, confront Roger. Uh, Pete gets back to uh, the hospital because you know what? If Don's going to tell me I'm not, I don't need to be here, then F him. I'm going right. back. Trudy's in trouble. And uh, when we get to the hospital, who's there but that Chaw son of a bitch? Chaw. Yeah, he brought a rattle. He, He's yes. charming the new grandma. He certainly is. He's offering hotel rooms. He's offering Alfa Romeos. That's He's a pretty nice car, right? It, yeah. it is. You can't get him here anymore. Oh. Um, no, you can't get an, an alpha. They keep saying they're going to bring it back to the U.S., and they never do. Anyway, this isn't car talk. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, he pretty much offers Pete the world over at his uh, agency. Um, even puts his name. Uh, first billing. First billing on the door, John. It's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I like how one of his pitch lines is, I'm not Don. Like, that's part of the... It is, man. He knows that Don's a tough guy to work with. So anytime he runs into Pete, Don may have say, said something dick to him, and it could be the last straw. I mean, Chaw's not cool, but he's not an idiot either. I mean, it feels like we went through this whole thing with uh, with Doc, you know, because he was courting Campbell. He was. The I don't same know what's type so special. Of, uh, what's that? I don't know what's so special about Pete. Well, other yeah. than he's got all that Vicks business. Which I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. the 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 thing is, is you're not so much taking Pete as you are all his accounts. Yeah, his father-in-law's Pot- business. Yeah, yeah p- potentially. So that's a big deal. Um, we uh, we then go to find uh, Roger showing up at uh, Joan's house and being altogether grabby, John Letras. If you need a nicer oh, word. Oh, yeah, that was nicer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joan tells him, you know what? I just can't do it anymore, man. I can't do it. I like I like how she, she says it four times, and he's like, so what are you saying? Yeah, exactly. I feel like there was some line in this little exchange that, again, kind of uh, reiterated that she didn't uh, nix the baby. I don't think there was any such line. There was. There was a read-between-the-line line. line. Oh, I don't line. remember. I'm going to rewatch it and I'll get back to you on the Facebook. I thought that the last episode. I thought it the last episode as well. I think they're reiterating it for those of us that care, John. But then, I don't know. She doesn't say anything. I mean, they give the big hug. She says, I can't do this anymore. Like, there's no insinuation of any baby. But don't you think the baby's why she can't do it anymore? No. Yes, John. She yes. has a husband overseas. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't love him, John. Yeah, she does. He's a screw-up. No. I don't know, actually. I think she really has feelings for him. No, no feelings at all. She just feels guilty. For, you know. Wait, how can you say no feelings at all? I can say whatever I want. (laughs) Moving moving on, we get back to the office. Uh, Don's there, kind of working late. And um, who comes in but my favorite, uh, Dr. Faye. Hello, Dr. Faye. She comes in to uh, to uh, see Don. Uh, always very nice. Uh, Don makes this big mistake, though, of asking her for a little bit of insider information. Um, telling her she needs some accounts. He's drowning here. He needs a tip. And uh, Faye, being the upstanding, ethical person that she is, tells him that she can't do that. And you know what? You know what, Don? Here's, why are you throwing me under the bus because you're drowning? You trying to take me with you? Faye has a good point here. Yeah, I did not like this at all. 
Don is extremely desperate, though. I think. I mean, I'm that's surprised obvious. this woman hasn't called it. You think she's? Well, I think that's where they were trying to take it. I think Don thought she was going to call it after that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she was mad, and she's already had to deal with a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, Don telling her that uh, he stole an identity, um, him puking and having a panic attack, him having kids, him knowing Betty Monster. I mean, it's. Where does the list end, John? Now, would all of those things account for why she's wearing that like bizarre orange leopardy thing? All right, let's get the uh, let's let's get the rundown from our uh, well, full-time fashion correspondent. I actually think it's kind of a cool print. All right, like a little cowl neck action going on. There, a little what? Cowl neck. Cowl oh, yeah. neck. Sure. Cowl. It's the collar on that, John. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's very nice. All right. John doesn't enjoy it. No. Mm-mm. I'm I'm a fan of a printed silk blouse my own self. But. Well, there you have it. There it is. Uh, that ended badly, to say the least. And then, to go to one thing that ends badly, we're going to double team it and get a hor- another horrible thing. We are in, um, it's the next day, and we are in, uh, I believe, the o- office that Peggy and Stan share. Um, and they're getting ready for this Playtex presentation, which Don has made her altogether nervous about. I mean, it is, uh, you know... It's all it's all in her hands and it's looking uh, it's looking tough, and uh, this is when uh, Stan decides, "Hey, I'm going to cut your nerves for you. I'm going to help you out. I know you're nervous. I know Rome is falling. I'm doing the math. I'm putting that together. We should probably have the sex here in your office." He uh, what really starts to freak us out is he gets up, he shuts the door, and then he locks it. John, now this yeah. is a rapey Pete move. We've seen this we've seen this strategy before. Okay. Where have we seen the locked door strategy? I've seen it somewhere. I don't remember, but I believe it. I believe it's been used. Uh, needless to say, he pulls what I thought was a pretty cool move, um, where he tells her to relax, close your eyes, take a deep breath, chest out, and then just let the breath out slowly. And then he plants he plants a smacker on her, John. How was that a cool move? I thought it was a pretty good move. Yeah, I thought it was pretty slick. I can't, I can't lie. That was a good move. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, if you did that with someone who might have feelings for you as well, uh, I think that... It would end very oh, well for you. Oh, yeah. you would, it, it would work well. Yeah. You would win. Because uh, I, I got to say, I saw several of the like the, the rapey stand comments. I don't think this was quite that. We have we have a, uh, a, a tough group of listeners, John. Uh, we do jump on the rapey wagon pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> if someone would like to illustrate the rapey wagon, that would be nice. Uh, we do we 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 do tend we do tend to get a a, a down on the characters rather quickly uh you know we've we have uh douche kinsey the douche crew douche crew two uh betty monster uh rapey pete so i mean you know we 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 do the entire cast we do have a history of being rough on folks uh i don't i actually have grown to like stan a lot i think uh i think he's a pretty cool guy other than the you know. You can't blame blame the tiger for killing and you can't blame Stan for trying. Can you, John? <laughs> Sexual harassment. Wow. No, we'll just we'll just move that from there. And uh, there wasn't a manual? No, there wasn't even HR back then. No. No, you could you could you could sexually harass anyone you Whoever wanted you at wanted. any time. That's true. That's true. At it, any it, time. It happens. Huh. Right. It was it was it was a wonderful time. Yeah. But she she gets a little bit of, of revenge on him by opening the door and, and pretty much screaming you know, why am I always shutting you down? Yes, this is true. Uh, she has had to shut him down more than four times. And uh, But let's not, let's not forget, John, Petty Revenge is the name of the game. And as they uh, get up to leave, uh, she says, how do I look? She has, for some reason, when a woman has lipstick on her teeth, it is so off-putting. I mean, it is. It really is. It's really off-putting. I, and it's awful, but I don't know why. It's just, it, it is. And he tells her she looks great while she has half of her teeth uh, smeared with lipstick. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, gross. And, you know what? This I was scared that it was going to turn into a to-do with the client. No. Thankfully, it didn't, John. Right, right. Um, well, not that we know, anyway. No, he seemed to be happy. Yeah. He said everything was good. He did try to alert her to the fact that she had something in her teeth, although I think uh, Peggy uh, thought that he was probably coming on to her. Um, because let's face it, everybody, everybody does. does. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, leave it to Harry Crane though to to uh, to let you have it in a nice way. Uh, you have a bunch of lipstick in your face. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Crane. And we also uh, see that uh, we get a meeting of the pretty much the partners, if you will, 
with Roger and uh, and Don and Pete and Bert, uh, they all hear Roger's side of it, and uh, and they don't take it well. Yeah, no, they don't. Everyone kind of gives him a real hard time. And uh, and he doesn't take that well. Well, this is where Don says uh, to Pete that, you know, uh, tells Roger that Pete wouldn't have let this happen. And then what, is, uh, what does Coop say to him? Coop is like... Oh, Coop, yeah, he lays some, some life wisdom on him. All right. Lee, Lee never took Roger seriously because Roger never took himself seriously. Oh, man. Listen, listen. I think Roger, over his career, has probably done a pretty good job by the clients because he's so charismatic and entertaining. All right. And that's all they really want, John. Really? Don't you just want people to be charismatic and entertaining around you? That's what I have. Indeed. See? That's <laughs> exactly what happened. Uh, we then, and this was all, th- this, I, I am fairly certain this probably happened. And happens. The, uh, the higher up folks, the partners, and uh, Freddie, and even Coop, uh, go to a funeral of a colleague to try to poach clients, John. But right before they go to the funeral, Pete oh, and the whole office find out he's had a baby girl. Oh, that's right. And everyone kind of half congratulates. Yeah, it was really weird, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. It was actually really funny. Um, and, yes. then, and, and he, like, immediately he's like, okay, let's get to the funeral. I know. He's scrambling too, man. Everyone's trying to, uh, everyone's trying to make something happen quick. Yeah. We've got to replace this account. Uh, the, the funeral thing was kind of altogether sad. They kind of... Uh, where uh, people were relaying stories about the gentleman that had died and uh, how much he loved his family but was never there. Right, always talking about him. Right, and as, uh, as Pete is having uh, you know, his own child, his own daughter, uh, you know, this stuff kind of rings, rings in their ears, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You don't well, think so, Don, John? Well, Don and... Uh, no, absolutely. I completely okay. agree. I yeah, just, Don, Don looks longingly a few times at the, the daughter of the man who passed away. Oh, what? real quick. Can we talk about what Stan was wearing in the Playtex? Uh, in the In the Playtex? <laughs> what, what would you call that jacket? It's kind of a, a green turd tweed. Twi- it's a tweed. <laughs> Twill. It's a twill. Uh, it's actually a, a Glen plaid. That's a Glen plaid. Like a, well, maybe it's not a Glen plaid. Maybe it's just a regular plaid. And how about that blue shirt underneath it? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Does that make your eyes want to jump out of your face and fight each other? Less than the jacket. Less so than the jacket. I find the combination to be altogether vomit-worthy. <laughs> you need Oscar the Grouch out of that fabric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they did. They did. Maybe that's why it was so angry all the time. Uh, sorry about that. We, oh, we then move to the scene that apparently everyone is up in arms about. Uh, they are calling, um, calling Megan Rapey Megan now, which I oh. think, which I think is, un, is unneeded, John. And unfair, to be honest with you. I don't see any closing the door and locking. Can we, that's can we that's true. Rapey Don for once? It was, it no, was just... Now, see, here's the thing. I'm not going to accuse any, anybody of being rapey unless they act. Pete actually raped someone. <laughs> Can we can we get to the brass tacks here before we put the rapey label on someone? Can we have a consensus that the rape actually happened? <laughs> Maybe, kind of. Every everything else has been a hundred percent consensual. And let me tell you how this went down. Uh, Megan comes in. It's kind of late in the evening. She had done such a lovely thing by fixing Don's Cleo for him because she thought he might want it later. And she's probably correct. You always you always feel bad about doing uh, uh, things in the. Uh, fit of anger like that anyway she brings in all these uh documents that uh don has requested and she she tells him how interested she is in the work they do there and how she wants to work with she wants to be like peggy and him and how awesome they are and how cool they are and then maybe if i work real hard we could have the sex together <laughs> is that how it went Pretty much but verbatim. Instead of having all of that, I'm going to kill my career right now by sleeping with you. Or, okay, con- conversely, I'm going to make my career right now <laughs> by sleeping with you and telling you that it's fine you know, if you it's fine if so you treat me like trash. This doesn't, this doesn't but that's up. what he says. He tries to stop it. Yeah, well, let's just let's just ease into this. Um, Megan tells him that uh, she's an artist and this and that. An artist of what? Well, I, mean, I think. <laughs> I, I think we may know. Yes, I, I think we may know. After I did that, okay. Uh, as Jab would say, uh, a belt publisher, maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, we find. <laughs> we find <laughs> I'm sorry. She's we, looking for loose change in the just, cab again. Let's just <laughs> let's move. We're all adults here, okay? I hope uh, I'm not. Uh, and she slowly uh, kind of makes her way to uh, start making out with him. And Don says, "Hey, maybe this isn't such. I don't actually. I don't think this is such a good idea." And Megan says, "I'm. Don't worry." I'm not going to run out of here crying like somebody else we know. Wink. <laughs> and uh, that's all Don needed to hear. Well, okay then. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's right here on the couch. Um, now, I, I, I believe I, I saw in couple, uh, a few of your emails writing back, John, and, and Kate and I even noticed that when we first saw Megan, she really came off to be extra stunning and kind of Amazon-type woman-ish. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because they changed her hair. Did they find another woman who looked kind of like her but less cute? I don't know if she took the Invisalign out of her mouth Did or what. Did she wear her hair higher up on her head, maybe? I don't know, but I, we both felt uh, that in this scene, she just didn't seem as stunning or as lovely as she has had in the past, John. Fair. I, I just think it's the extra exposure to those teeth. Yeah, maybe. The teeth were uh, abrasive. They were. They're, they they get a grade of incomplete. <laughs> All right. All right. I like you are a poet. You sir are a poet, and I like it. Good with the um, words, man. But but she but I mean certainly she still is very attractive. I mean I'm no prize here. I look like Paul Giamatti for Christ's sake. Uh, Isn't that a little mean to Giamatti? Thank you, John. No. Oh. Uh, we, we, we then go back to apparently the palace that uh, Roger lives in. Yes, there's a full-size harp in the corner, John. <laughs> that wasn't just your eyes playing tricks. We find, uh, we find uh, his wife. Uh, and uh, Kate, can I get a quick comment on what she's wearing here? Um, she's wearing a... How do you say? It's like a caftan kind of jacket. A like caftan. A- in the 60s, I don't know, they were kind of... I feel like this is this is like an, a bedtime outfit. Like, it's sort of a lingerie, kind of. It's like lounging lingerie in the 60s. Okay. It seems appropriate. It if seems of, like it's about that time. If and you're it, wealthy. Right. You know, it, it, like, an elaborate house coat. Right. And, uh, and, and, and gown, if right. you will. Fair enough. Uh, she's there just paging through a magazine. Um, when uh, Roger comes in looking completely beaten and destroyed. Uh, they talk a little bit. She tries to uh, interest him in maybe some, some sexting. Because that's what the kids do now, I think. Anyway, uh, her real surprise was that his book got delivered um, as we say, Sterling's Gold by Roger St- uh, Sterling. Wit and Wisdom of an ad man. Uh, that was great. The the cover and, the cover art is uh, elaborate. Uh, it's, yes, elaborate is the word. Gaudy. Yeah, pre Raphaelite. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I don't know. Uh, baroque. I don't even know. A little baroque. Uh, in, intense to say the least. Uh, she asks him to sign it. She's very excited. It's got mm-hmm. a little sketch on the back of him. And just just for uh, for everybody's interest. Uh, I got I got the caption of what it says underneath the sketch. Uh-huh. It says Ad- advertising pioneer and visionary Roger Sterling Jr., a founding partner of Sterling Cooper Draper Price. He lives in New York City with his wife Jane. Oh, how lovely. How how unfortunate for him to have to live with his wife Jane. Uh we uh then go back to uh Don and Megan after the deed has been done, John. What no, no like with the book thing? Oh, like I'm think sorry. That he would be just thrilled, you know, like this would be a big deal. You know, and he, and he I is think, completely bummed out. I think he knew a long time ago that the book just is a joke. Yeah, but you know, I mean, this is this is a big deal to so many people. I mean, you know, like in, in, in what I do, if you get like a four-page article published in a small magazine, like that's a huge deal. Don't you, know, you think he might have published this book himself? Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like. I don't know. Someone came after him to do this. This sounds like just kind of a selfish thing he wanted to do. I don't think he was an, uh, approached by a uh, publishing house to do this. Well, he just kind most, of failed but, miserably. But most so. writers aren't, you know. Like most well, people's. right. But yeah, what, what we're saying is we don't think he sold the book. We think he ha- he he 
he he had it printed. I see. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I had this done myself. No one's ever going to see it or buy it. The Everything inside of it is just kind of a joke. Gotcha. And, and I lost my only client that I didn't even really work for or, you know, work hard for my whole career. You think, like, the, the words of Cooper from earlier are kind of hitting home? Oh, they're ringing true, John. Ringing true like the Liberty Bell. This cracked. I know. I was in Philadelphia this weekend, so I was just trying to use it. <laughs> we get back to the... Uh, we get back, so now we're back to the, the deed that's been done, John. I'm sorry. Is that all right? No, that, that, yeah, that, that's fine. Is okay time you? is over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I think it went well. Everyone seems to be uh, fulfilled. No? Okay. And uh, uh, Megan says, I'll go out first. I don't want it to look weird. I don't know why she said that because there's obviously no one there. Um, and then John makes some kind of quip about, oh, were you going to go out first? I don't know. This just seemed like a little end cap to them doing the deed. But, well, it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it's very different from when him and Allison were together. You know, because it was, when that happened, it was very awkward and she was very kind of wifey think, about, you know, very girlfriendy fulfilled. about it. And, yeah. uh, and with, uh, with this one, you know, she's like, look, go home, get some sleep, don't drink anymore, and we'll see you later. Oh, that's you know, true. So there's not nearly the kind of attachment that, that you saw with the Allison. This is, well, but no, but after him and Allison did it, she just ran away. No, no, no. No, she didn't. She yes, like, yes, yes. She no, did. No, she got dressed. She came over. She was. She had kind of that very, like, shy, timid, mousy, like, smile and gave him a little kiss and was like, you know, okay, nope. we'll see you later. And, nope. uh, and the other no, thing no, is kind of, he, nope. he got We're grabby with completely. her. He got grabby with her, with Allison. He did. Right? He this, did. That's true. This, uh, this one was entirely brought on by the uh, the Canadian. But if well put, if you lit, I believe if I believe you are incorrect though. If you go back and look at the footage at the tape, John, um, from when uh, 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 Don and Allison did it, it was after the Christmas party where she was bringing him his keys. Right. Uh, they do the drunken move. Yes. And right afterward, she puts on her clothes and goes to uh, uh, Joey's Christmas party. Yes, but if if you'll review the the footage. Uh, Which I will not, because look, I know I'm. Correct. You have to look at her expression. This is a this this. Uh, if you if you've watched any of the shows, this is a series of expressions. There's a lot of facial acting. John, I I am not a I'm not a professional, <laughs> so I will yield to you and your experience. But I'm doing it unwillingly. Moving on, we get we get back to Don's apartment, and. Uh, we see uh, Faye in the hallway kind of uh, apparently trying to write a note on a piece of mail. Maybe the electric bill. Who knows? Um, and I believe Don is thinking by this little note writing in this kind of way that um, this, is kind of, uh, this is kind of the towel throwing, if you know what I mean. Um, so he says, that's how you're going to do it. She's like, let's just go inside. They go inside the apartment, and um, as she turns around to tell Don... Um, what he thinks is going to be uh, take a hike, um, she tells him that uh, he got, uh, she got him a meeting over at Heinz, and they are a kind of a sure thing. Yeah, big and, surprise. Uh, he didn't see that coming. Now Don feels like a real son of a bitch, John. And it's, it, I mean, you start to get like this. How many times are we going to see this? You know, it seemed like this is how every episode ended in the first two seasons. Right, right. You yes, know, coming and, back. And, you, you know, you're... You're right. I, did, I guess we'll have to wait to see in the next episode how he handles this. So did did he learn anything? Will he say to Megan, "Listen, that was a mistake. I, you know what? I, I've got to take you off my desk. We just, you know, you're a great girl, but I think that something tells me she's gonna pitch a fit. I don't know. Maybe you never know with these ladies, Kate. Sometimes they uh, pitch a fit if you don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, where I don't know where I'm going with that, John. But yeah, so they, they end and she's like, look, I just want to sit with you. And, uh, and, and there's that, that look on his face like, I'm an ass. Yeah, the I'm an ass look, he's gotten really good at doing that. <laughs> he really has. I that's, mean, he has had four seasons past. to practice. What are you going to do? Um, but that's the episode, John. Have, did at any point in that uh, time you find out what Chinese wall is? Uh, no, I didn't do the research and I did not pay attention. Did, did you? Well, there's the Great Wall. Have anything to do with that? All right, we're breaking it down just by logic here, John. 
I guess I guess we're gonna have to look for help to this one. Oh, you don't some, know? We have some great listeners to help us. Okay. Oh, he's he's set, see he's setting himself up. Would you like me to open the mailbag? This is what we call in the business a segue. Oh yeah. Well, you've done a great job. You are you are the best. Uh. <laughs> mailbag open. Mailbag open. I I this is I have to say this is the first time that we've had so much email. We're not gonna be able to get to it all. Oh no. But we we want to say that we uh, we read everyone. John we does. We get back to almost everyone. As John does. We love. <laughs> but we, but we are going to go through a few. Uh, we got our friend Scott from the, the the Nordic hinterlands of Plymouth, Minnesota. I think Scott is your uh, your your favorite listener at this point, Paul, because he likes your voice. No, he didn't say that. He did. He said your voice and your humor make the podcast stand out from all the others. And no offense. No offense to myself or Kate. Because our voices are okay, too. Thank you. Just Thank okay. you. And when Scott says okay, <laughs> he means slightly unpleasant. Thank you, Scott. Um, I will continue with the beautiful tones. I don't, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Thank but, you, Scott. But we actually got a couple emails from, uh, from, from Scott and then one from Kim about how uh, they, are, they are the age Sally was. You know, they, they were uh, kind of a, a 10-year-old or so in the mid-60s, and so this is a very... This is a great show for them uh, to watch, having memories of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, we got uh, we got a, an email from our friend in Riverdale, New York. Audie Rexon uh, uh, gives us a, a list of stuff from the episode before. Worried about Sterling Cooper Draper Price. Dark times coming. And like father, like son, uh, Lane's father loves to go clubbing. I like that one. Indeed. Uh, Brian from Richmond, Virginia says... Uh, uh, she thinks he thinks that the reason Faye was unfazed by Don's revelation of being a different person is because her dad was in the mob, and so they are always hiding their identity. All oh, right, no, I thought that was a good point. I remember reading that one. Well put. Yeah, and apparently uh, Tony uh, Soprano also had the panic attacks. It, se- it seems like we're getting more and more of the, the Soprano into this. Well, apparently, yes. Hmm. Although I, I have I never saw it, but uh, come on, come on, Weiner, this is not the Sopranos. Yeah, don't don't Get fall original. back on your laurels, sir. That's right. Um, we got Jerry and Katie from Toronto, Canada. We have some Canadians that listen. Um, they just started up this season. They love the show. And uh, last time we talked about how Sally might grow up to be, you know, Faye or Joan or Peggy, and they're like, no, no, they see the Hellcat Blankenship in Sally's future. Oh, indeed. <laughs> and the cataracts. <laughs> um, uh, we got Jeff and a couple people wrote in. What do you think? Lucky Strike's gone. Sal comes back. I don't listen, folks. Just give it up. Sal's not coming back. Oh, that's actually a good point. No, give it up. Uh, Sal's that is out. A good point. You know what? Kinsey's not coming back. Sal's not we coming don't care back. About Kinsey, but but none of those guys Sal. are coming back, man. I mean, Stan's getting a little grabby. He feels like he's stretched too thin. Joey got fired. You know, Stan's not coming back. Give it up. No, Sal. Sal, Stan, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> They're not coming back. <laughs> um, uh, Terry writes in says that uh, she's really disappointed with the whole Megan thing and had hoped. And I have to say, I really thought this was going to happen, that Faye was going to open the door. Yeah, I did too. Cause she always comes at like night. Yeah, she comes at night. The evening. So, yeah, yeah. I wasn't concerned at all. <laughs> and that, uh, that, that really got creeped out when, when the guys were at the funeral, especially after hearing the baby was born. Yeah, that was, that was a low point. Certainly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Terry, Terry writes that, that uh, her parents watch the show, and they can't take the sexiness. Oh, really? I yeah. am, You know what? Uh, like your parents, I have a hard time with the sexiness as well. Is that I right? Pref- yes, I prefer to watch things that are just beige. If, I, have if, to, I have to cover his eyes. Yeah, I, I prefer, uh, if, if, sometimes. if I can, to watch television that is just, just a solid color. <laughs> All right. Well, our friend, uh, our friend uh, Aisha from Portland writes in and uh, was uh, was not impressed by this episode. Thought it was a big ball of patheticness. Um, I don't. Is that a word? It uh, it is now. All right. Yeah, that's true. We can make up words on the show, and someone else will take them. I've got to disagree with Aisha. This was a big rumble episode. Yeah, this was the... a big deal. Rumbling. I mean, we may not have liked what happened in the episode. That doesn't make it not good. There you go. Yeah. Right. That's one way to think about it, Aisha. Now, she also asks, and, and maybe Kate can help with this, how exactly do women get the lipstick on the teeth? You don't see it a lot. Well, sometimes I mean, you do you apply it, it to like the, the tooth and not no, no, feel no, no, it? No. Or? 
sometimes you you know you apply a lipstick and then it applies kind of like underneath your lip a little uh-huh and then it just kind of catches on your tooth all right there we go everyone try it at home not a lot of women wear lipstick anymore so this it doesn't is true. happen very often but back in the day uh a friend anthony writes in says he thinks uh that don has the perfect secretary uh, no strings attached to the the sex. She wants to learn the biz, and she can placate Sally after a face plant. You have a point, sir. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Joe needs more uh, more time in her PJs. He thought that was a good look for her. I didn't. No, no, no not with I the think PJs. All of the clothes should just be sewn on her body. I think that's when she looks best. Indeed. Um. My friend John from California, here's his prediction. The the two will be found out, and there will be an in-office cat fight, Megan versus Faye. Who do you got? I got Faye every time. Yeah, Faye for sure. Uh, <laughs> chance. We are Team Faye. Uh, John, are you Team Megan? No, no. Who's going to be on Team Megan? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on Team Megan, but I, I, I'm more on Team Faye. You own both shirts, don't you? I do. Actually, the back says Team Megan. He just wears the <laughs> Megan one underneath the Faye one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we got our friend Adrian. We found we got some more art. Oh, we did. Yes. Thank you very much, my friend. Brilliant. Uh, I will place it on the website and on the Facebooks. You are a talent. Now, now, along with the art, Adrian asks if you would uh, please revoke the Ravy Pete name. He's got no. some alternatives. Even though it's been stolen from me, yeah. I will not revoke it. It, it, is, it is one of the shining stars of iconic genius that is the show. Plus, it's true. Uh, plus, he is still a rapist. <laughs> Just because you haven't raped in a year doesn't make you not a rapist. So, no, he continues the moniker. Uh, and uh, and then we got uh, we got another one from our, our friend Kim in Connecticut. Uh, she writes in saying that she is going to blame you for losing her job because of how much you make her laugh during her work. That uh, she really likes uh, Kate when she's on the show, saying that you add a wonderful touch and uh, and that I can't uh, that apparently I am John Ham and to stop it, and I am supposed to stop by when I'm in Connecticut. Uh, that hey wasn't. Yo. I don't know if that was for the air. No, um, it is. It is for the air, John. Uh, <laughs> we will all be renting a car this weekend and driving up to Connecticut. All right. Uh, uh, Kate will just say uh, cute things. Uh, I will say <laughs> things that are hilarious, and she will find out that indeed you are John Ham. That's true. That's and true. Paul is indeed. Paul Giamatti. Yes, yes. Uh, I sound and look and am Paul Giamatti. I wonder who your... Uh, who, Let's who, not talk about it. But maybe you have a famous person that you might be. Uh, well, we can... We can we'll we can put ask, that out to listener land. Listeners. What famous person is Kate since I get to luckily mm. be um, the obnoxious Paul Giamatti uh, and John gets to be John Ham? Thanks, John. Seems fair. It doesn't it? <laughs> I get uh, but that, thank you, everybody. I mean, we had we had a bunch more emails, uh, but we're uh, we're definitely running a little short. We also want to make sure we mention the iTunes and other two glowing reviews over the past week. Uh, Those are the- I got to be honest, folks. The iTunes ones are my favorite. They're really nice, and they're really nice, and they are my favorite ones to get. And we're I, I mean, we get Jaxie and uh, and Otis and Otis, uh, very complimentary. We're we're up to five pages of comments, over seventy ratings. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna crack that top page. People, just keep pushing. Someday Steve Jobs will relent and have to admit that this podcast is the best on the Intertron. Now, if somebody uh, if somebody wanted to get in on this email, what would they do? John, it's easy. It's as easy as anything you've ever done. All you gotta do. Again, is get on your get on your keyboard computer machine and type staff at madmen.com and that email goes to both John and I and we promise without fail Dr. John will respond to you and it will be clever and probably touching. It's amazing. I, I don't read them, but he sends them to me as well. <laughs> um, now John, if you don't feel like emailing, if you're not in for that kind of thing, if you prefer community, to uh, contact and interact with. Well, you can do that, too, because we're on the Facebook, John. Did you know that? I knew it. You know we what? We're, we're climbing towards the 500. We are. We are currently, at this moment, at 478 Whoa, people. Wow. 478. Do it with a note. Now, listen, John. 
If someone out there is listening and they haven't joined the Facebook fan page, well, let's just say you're not a very nice person. That's right. Your dog hates you, and your mom probably doesn't love you. A little too far. Did a little bit. Either way, <laughs> join bit. it, because I bit. can fe- I can feel I can feel that you want to. And you and know I'm what? Got, you know what got got uh, a lot of great attention this what, week, yeah. especially was was the uh, was the Twitter the Twittering, the yeah the, the the tweets. There were some sweet tweets, John. And that during the show, now now somebody did mention. Uh, what are your thoughts on a chat room? Oh right, uh, we did have a. We, we, I think we had an email uh, about uh, uh, a setting up a chat room. Your chat rooms gross. <laughs> they can be, Kate. Uh, uh, <laughs> setting up a, ch- a chat room to, uh, to to use during the show. Uh, apparently, a couple other podcasts do it, and uh, and it's great. Here's my concern. Uh, what I like about the uh, the, the the tweets um, is that anybody can do it. And it's a way for us to get uh, our name out there because when people retweet uh, Mad Men recap at Mad Men, uh, you know we, we we do get more listeners, and a uh, chat room would kind of put the walls up for us, um, and we wouldn't be able to reach new people. Uh, so my vote for chat room is not right now because I don't think uh, it gets us out and about, and it also is something that I'd have to set up, John. Ah, uh, <laughs> we get to the heart of it. Yes, and the real heart of it is, uh, if you've all noticed with the Google Voice, how I haven't yet gotten a number figured out for that, <laughs> just imagine what it would be like for me to get a chat room going. So as of right now, John, we'll yep. stay with the Twitters. All right. I'm sorry. Don't don't be upset. Don't be cross. No, no cross here. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, so what yeah, else? So you, have we hit everything? We have Facebook? Just, we've hit about everything a few times, but we are at Mad Men. Um, um, the uh, Mad Men recap on Twitter if you'd like to look us up and follow us because uh, we have great people uh, tweeting with us so it's real fun and the website we have a web- We do have a website that's right I forgot <laughs> it's madmenrecap.com John it's up 24 hours a day and it's free of charge sounds great <laughs> John John um, I, there's just one last thing I want to talk about what do we got and a lot of the listeners are, are really, uh, really into it. Um, as all of you know, the, the show is out a day late um, because John uh, received an award for his uh, life-saving efforts uh, the week before that caused us to be a day late. And um, I, just, I just wondered if you could uh, explain what the award looked like, looks like physically for me because I didn't get a chance to see it. Oh yeah, well I, I'm sure you've seen stuff like this. Just a, no, it's just a very nice crystal. What is, is it like a crystal heart with a bandaid? Well, no, no, no bandaid. It band-aid. actually is. It's not really heart shaped. It's more of a. It doesn't really have. It's, it's, I mean, I would call it a glob, but that seems really crude. Uh, is is it more like an anatomically correct heart? Kind of. Yeah, but, but I Does mean, it, there's no there's no vessels coming out. I mean, it really, it's just you've seen these types of things. It's just kind of a crystal blob. It's not really a ball. So much. It's got some different contours to it. Is it kind of like is, a? Is it kind of like a sack of crystal? No, no, it's not a sack because it's got a flat base. You can set it anywhere. Does it have magical powers? I've tried. Okay, have you nothing. rubbed it? Have you rubbed it? No. Is it small uh, enough to wear around your neck? I can, what? Here's I what I can tell you, that. and here's what I can tell you, and I can tell all of our listeners. Yes. Uh, I don't know if any of these people uh, that listen to this show out there in listener land. Uh, follow any of the sports, but if, wait, how, uh, wait, how did this get the sports? John? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you <laughs> if you do follow the sports and uh, the Cincinnati Reds happen to make it to Game Four, we will also be pushed back another day because I'll oh. be in Cincinnati at a baseball game. Well, uh, let me assure our listeners that um, that won't happen. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> chances are small. Well, John, that award sounds beautiful. It sounds like a beautiful sack of crystal. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I hope your name is engraved on it uh, extra large because you, sir, deserve it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.
Hey folks, this is Dale Hu of the Happiness Patrol. Leela's had a cold for 40 episodes. Tara hasn't stopped swearing for 40 episodes. Lewis hasn't stopped singing for 40 episodes. I witter on and sometimes do robot dog impressions, and occasionally we mention Doctor Who. If that's your sort of bag, then listen to the Happiness Patrol. If not, we'll see you around. The Happiness Patrol, a weekly Doctor Who podcast brought to you every week by four great people. <laughs>